0: Acts chapter 4. What's taking place? There is a man who has just been healed in chapter number 3. Now there is 5,000 people who have just given their life to Christ. And we pick up in verse number 16 of chapter number 4 of the book of Acts. There's a lot of great things that's going on. And look what happens in verse 16, saying, "'What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it, but that it spread no further among the people let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them, commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man which is above 40 years old, on whom this miracle of healing was showed. If you're glad you saved this morning, say amen. Amen. Here's the title of the message. We all have a voice. We all have a voice. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your love and your mercy. Thank you for the privilege of being here this morning. Thank you for every song that was sung, for every testimony that was given. Lord, it was for a reason. And for the way that you, Lord, have lined this service up, it was for a reason. And I thank you so much for even my conversation with a new friend that I got to talk to on the front row. Thank you for that, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would bless everything that happens in the remainder part of this service. And we'll give you the praise for it in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You have a voice. You have a voice. Stay with me, please, and I won't be real long. Jeremiah thirty-three, eleven says, the voice of joy, the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of them that say, praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endureth, and them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise in the house of the Lord. While I will cause to return the captivity of the land, as at the first, saith the Lord." Matthew 3, 3, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Luke seventeen fifteen, and one of them that was healed turned back, and with a loud voice, glorified God Amen. Luke nineteen thirty seven. the multitude began to rejoice and to praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen they asked John the Baptist they said John are you a or are you one of the prophets and John said no he said in John 1 23 he said I am the voice Acts 2, 12, Peter lifted up his voice and said, I want to draw your attention to verse number 16, and my first thought that the Lord dealt with me about, if you take notes, write this down, the Lord is blessed. If you believe the Lord is blessed, say amen. The Lord is blessed. Look what he says right here in verse 16, saying, what shall we do to these men Indeed, a notable miracle hath been done by them, as manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. In other words, what is taking place in this text is this, this miracle of Jesus, this saving souls of Jesus, this healing that come through Jesus. It's, it's a miracle, and it's been done, and now it's being well known. It means it's manifest. It means it's apparent, not only is apparent, but now it's public. Now it's all around. Each and every one is hearing about it, and it's so evident, and everyone sees what God is doing, that they even say that the people who don't want it to happen, they're even beginning to say, we cannot deny it. There's nothing that we can do to stop all of the good things that God is doing and that God has already done. Amen. Amen. It's, it's, there's nothing we can do. It's, it's so evident. It's everywhere that you look. And the Lord began to write, tell me to write this down, the miracles in your life. If the Lord's done a miracle in your life, say, Amen. Amen. The Lord's done miracles in my life. If you've seen the Lord do miracles in our church, say amen. Amen. The Lord's done miracles in our church. If you've been a part of the recovery ministry over the years and you've seen God do miracles in the recovery ministry, say amen. If you've seen God do miracles in the ladies' ministry, ladies, say amen. And if you was there and you've seen God do miracles in that tent meeting on that hill in October, say amen. Amen. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. God is a miracle-working God. And when I began to look at this, I was even talking to a pastor. I met a pastor Friday for breakfast, and we went to meet with a missionary. And while we was talking, we rode together, and he said, you know, he said, it's crazy. He said, back in October, when God did all those things back in that tent, he said, I run into a guy just this week, which was last week. He said, I run into a man, and a man just walked up to me and said, Was you happen to be in that tent meeting in Weaverville up on that hill in that field? And, and, and he said, "Yeah, I was there several mornings and a couple of nights." And he said, "Well, I was there on a Friday night, and there was a group of boys from Mars Hill College that come, and this preacher preached." And he said, "I ain't never seen God move like God moved that night." And he said, "I'm telling you, I cannot get that off of my mind. I cannot forget about all that God did that night." I'm here to tell you, you cannot deny all the good things that God has done on this property, and you cannot deny. All the good things that God has done in our lives. Amen, church. It's evident. It's everywhere you look. Everywhere I look, I see miracles. On every pew, I see a miracle. There's miracles sitting behind me. There's miracles sitting behind you. There's miracles sitting in front of you. There's miracles sitting beside you. What I'm trying to tell you is, is God's been good to us. Amen. Amen. You can't deny it. It's everywhere we look. This is the context of this scripture. This is exactly what is going on. And the Lord wants to do more. He wants to do more in your life, and He wants to do more in my life. He wants to do more in our church, and He wants to do more on that property. God, the Lord, has blessed. If you have a voice, say amen. amen. The second thought is this, 17 and 18, verse 17 and 18 don't lose the blessing here's the key but that it spread no further among the people do you see that but that it spread no further among the people let us threaten them that they speak henceforth no that they speak henceforth to no man in this name And they called them, there was a call and then there was a command, not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. When I began to think on these thoughts, I thought about our voice. I have thought about all the blessings in our lives. I have thought about, you're right, Miss Terry, it's time. I've thought about all the good things that God is doing. I thought about all the good things that he continues to want to do. But what this verse is saying is this. These people wanted their voices to be stopped. They wanted to waste away. That's what it means. They want it to be forfeited. They want it to be lost so that it is not visible nor heard. When you study this verse, it means this. These people want all of our voices to be lost in the fog. They want everything, Brother Larry, just to kind of disappear and just kind of fade away so that what's taking place here this morning and the testimonies of the folks in this choir and the amens that are crying out of your voices and and the good things that God is doing, shh, stop. I command and I threaten. Stop. This cannot be spread any further than what it's already been spread. To speak henceforth to no man. That means no longer, it means from hereafter. And it means not anymore. Do not speak. Do not tell. Do not use your voice. And whatever you do, Brother Joe, do not use his name, the name of Jesus. Do not teach it and do not share it. Don't talk about it anymore. Brother Grayson, do not. One more time, stand up and testify about a soul being saved down there in that ministry. You're going to have to stop. Girls. Girls. You girls, do not get up in this choir anymore and talk about what God's done in your lives. Don't get up here and say, let me tell you about my Jesus. Don't get up here and talk about how God's removed the sin out of your life. Hey, don't get up here and talk about how good God's been in your life. Don't raise your hand and cry on that piano no more. Don't you sing, thank you, Lord, anymore. Don't you preach the way you preach. Because the problem is, if you keep using your voices, other people's going to hear about it. So, shh. Silence the voices. That's the context of this verse. If you got a voice, say amen. Amen. Stop saying amen. Shh. Do you get it? Do you see what's happening here? Do you see what the enemy wants us to do? Do you see how the enemy's working? Do you understand his strategy? (laughs) <laughs> hey listen the devil cannot this makes me want to kick my shoes off Ross and make a lap the devil cannot do anything about the goodness of God and salvation and the blood of Jesus and the miracles in our lives he can't do anything about that but if he can keep the voices quiet That's good. it will not spread any further you with me? As I was studying this, there's a call, there's a command not to speak at all. Don't teach in the name of Jesus. Where's little Morgan at? Morgan come up to me this morning. Morgan Reinhardt, where are you at, girl? Morgan. All calls for Morgan. Here she comes. Let me tell you what happened. Come on with her, Miss Donna. Let me tell you what happened. I'm going to let her tell you the rest of the story. Well let me just let her tell you the story. Come here, girl. Come over here with your mom. Pick her up, mama. Pick her up, mama. All right. Thursday night, this is what happened. Um, When I was in there with daddy, and I was, um, and me, and I told daddy that, um, I wanted, I wanted to say a prayer and then I said the prayer and then I got saved. <laughs> Amen. So I'm preaching this message this morning. And this little, yeah do it George, go ahead. sitting up here, knowing what I'm going to preach, and she comes up here and she's smiling. She says, Preacher Keith, can I tell the church about me getting saved Thursday? I said, I said, no. Shh, you can't tell nobody you got. Are you kidding me? I said, yes, girl. And in my mind, I was thinking, use your voice. I called Ethan, her dad, and I was talking to him, and I said, I need to talk to Morgan, please. And he said, she's nervous about calling you. I said, it's okay, and they put her on the phone, and I said, hey girl, is it true what just happened to you? And she goes, what? <laughs> I said that you got saved, and she said, yes. And I said, well, you know what you ought to do? You ought to tell your mom and daddy, since you got saved on a Thursday, you're laying out of school on a Friday. (laughs) And tell mom and daddy they're not going to work and y'all just gonna stay home all day on Friday and celebrate that you got saved. And she was like, okay. (laughs) But you know what I didn't realize? What her daddy told me. He said, Brother Keith, I heard you say she should stay home on Friday. He said, I don't want her to stay home on Friday. He said, I want her to go to school. (laughs) Are you with me? He said, I want her to go to school so she can walk in there and tell all of her classmates, tell all the teachers, while it's still fresh in her soul, that she got saved last night. Amen? And I didn't realize it, but what I was saying in a kidding way was, shh. Daddy said, uh-uh, she's going to tell it. She's going to tell it. She is going to tell it. If you got a voice, say amen. 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 Come on. I see in this text that they can't do anything with the miracles. They're, they're, what are you going to do with the miracles? Look, here is a, how old is Morgan? Seven, eight? Seven? What, what are we going to do? It's too late, brother Jeff. We're not going to be able to stop it. There's already been another miracle. God has already saved another seven-year-old little girl. Are you with me this morning? But if you and I will just stay quiet about it, it won't spread no further than where it's at right now, except for the people that no doubt they've already called. Just making sense to anyone. You have a voice. The enemy wants your voice to be silenced. As I begin to look at this, the Lord dealt with me about this verse, Psalm 107 verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And then, when I get to verses 19, 20, and 21 in and closing, and look at it with me. When they, they had further threatened them. They let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done in verse 21. But then it says right here, And Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken to you more than unto God judge ye. For we cannot, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. It'd be like this, Brother Grayson? Grayson? Do you think that me and you, I, do you think I ought to keep preaching or do you think I ought to get quiet? Grayson, and then Grayson asking me, Pastor, do you think, do you think I ought to keep doing recovery or do you think we ought to stop? There's, there's nowhere to stop. And when you get right down to it, there's really no discussions to be made. I do not believe that Peter and John discussed it at all, because the answer they gave gave unto them, look, we're going to do it. We're going to do what God's given us to do. We're going to do it regardless of what any man thinks on this planet. I want to ask you this question. Do you fear men more than you fear God? Do you fear your supervisor more than you fear God? Do you fear your teachers more than you fear God? Do you fear your friends more than you fear God? Because there are so many times in our lives that the Lord wants us to use our voice, but we look around at the other people that are around us, and we will not use our voices because of the fear of man. You will not testify because of the fear. You will not tell people about Jesus because of fear. And the Lord reminded me, and I wrote it down right here, there is nothing more foolish than to listen to weak, sinful man than to obey a holy and a righteous and a wise God. The men said don't, God said do. The men said stay, and God said go. I'm here to tell you this morning you and I have been blessed. The enemy wants us to stay quiet, but it's time that you and I make up our minds. God has given me a voice, and I'm going to use it for His honor and for His glory. I don't care if it hair lifts every single one of you. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. Sometimes I'll be up here preaching. I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes I'll be up here preaching and I look at some of y'all and you're looking like this. And sometimes I'll be up here preaching and I'll look at you and you look like this. And sometimes I'll be up here preaching and I'll look at you and you look like this. And sometimes I'm preaching and I look at you and you're doing this. And I've thought to myself, sometimes, Lord, what in the world am I doing? And you know what the Lord reminded me of this week? He said, son, do not ever again get caught up in anything that's going on around you. Don't get caught up in who's smiling. Don't get caught up in who's frowning. Don't get caught up in who's listening, don't get caught up in who ain't listening. (laughs) Because I give you a message to stand behind the pulpit and to preach for His honor and for His glory. And you know what I got to thinking about? Now listen to me now. I got to thinking about a 19-year-old boy who was messed up in drugs and alcohol living on a road down there behind Beaverview Apartments called Cub Road. You ever been there? And I got to thinking about that guy, and I got to thinking about how useless, how worthless, how no good, caught up in sin, messed up in the world, didn't care about nothing, never had heard about Jesus. High five on that. Didn't know anything about the Word of God. But then all of a sudden, at 19 years old, I was sitting on the second pew back, and the sweet Holy Spirit dealt with my heart, convicted me, and showed me I was a sinner. I went to an altar, called on Jesus to save me. And you know what? He did. And then it wasn't long after that I married this precious wife. And then it wasn't long after that God called me to preach. And I couldn't even order a Whopper from Burger King. And I said, God, I can't do it. He said, I know you can't, but I know I can. And the next thing I know is the goodness of God has filled my life. And I don't know why in the world I get so messed up on what people think because God has been Good to me. He's been good to me. And you say, Preacher, you have told that and told that and told that. You know what you're saying? Shh. I cannot help but speak. I cannot help but speak and to tell you all the good things that I have seen, all the good things that I have heard, and all the good things that God, God has done in my life. Can I hear a pleasing amen on that? God has been good to us. Shh, shh. Whatever you do, please listen, whatever you do, don't leave this service, and don't you dare tell anyone that a seven-year-old girl got up behind the pulpit at your church and told the whole church that she got, shh, don't do it, don't you dare, don't you dare leave this service and say, we almost didn't have preaching, I got nervous, I thought I ain't going to get to preach this morning, don't you dare leave out this service and say, boy, it just about got broke loose, don't you dare tell that. Don't you dare share your testimony with someone. Hey, don't you dare tell them grain babies how good Jesus is. They've heard you tell it too many times. Don't you dare go in that workplace and start bringing up the name of Jesus. They're tired of hearing it. Shh. I say to you, don't you dare let the enemy rob you of your voice don't you dare let the enemy rob you of your voice we've heard a lot of testimonies this morning but you know what there's people sitting in this church that's been sitting in here for years and we've not heard yours yet and you've got a voice there's a bunch of them that's never shared your testimonies and you've got a voice they some of you ladies in this church that has been through some things and other women need to hear it you know why because you have a voice There's people that's been through things in this church, and other people need to hear it. You know why? Because you have a voice. You stood up in that choir and testified, and I do not remember a time that you've been in this church that I've ever heard you get in that choir and testify. Girl, I don't know what you've been through, but I praise God that you have a voice. Amen? You've got a voice. Let God use you, and let God speak through you, and use your voice for the glory of God, and quit holding back. All the blessings that God's poured in your life. Good. Shh, no. Shh, no. Stop. No. Don't speak. I have to speak. Don't preach. I have to preach. Amen. Don't tell it. You have to tell it. God's been good to us. Amen. Somebody tell me where I put my glasses. There they are. that word here to speak in verse 20 means to break the silence as I was sitting there in my study (laughs) and sometimes it makes me so nervous when the Lord deals with me about doing this but as I was sitting there in my study the Lord dealt with me said use your voice I said Lord I'm gonna get up there and I'm gonna preach with everything that I got in me. He said, use your voice. I said, I am, Lord. I'm going to get up there and preach with everything that's in me. And the Lord said, sing a song. And I was like. And the Lord was like, no, not your theme song. And the Lord dealt with me and said, you sung it before. Use your voice. I said, Lord. Lord. I cannot sing a lick, but I've got a voice, there you go, come on. and I can't sing, and I know I can't, but here's the song that come to me. I'm going to sing just a touch of it. <laughs> I am sweating bullets. <laughs> if you're going to preach it, not do it. You might as well not preach it. Don't laugh. What did I just say? Who cares? Oh, I care so much. Who cares? I'm trying to tell myself. Who cares? I think I'll just go with God. For looking back my way, I don't see a lot. But with him there is joy and blessings untold. I think I'll just go with God. I think I'll just go with God, for looking back my way, I don't see a lot. But with him there is joy and blessings untold. I think I'll just go with God. All right, Lord. I think I'll just go with God for looking back my way I don't see a lot with him there is joy and blessings untold so I think I'll just go with God I don't know what else to do Preston I don't know what else to do how do you how do you see all we've seen Grayson? Pleasant Hill. How did we experience all that we've even experienced in one service and leave out of here and not use our voices? How are we not going to say? How are we not going to tell it? But in closing, Miss Gina, if you'll come up. There's a danger in using your voice. There is, and this is the danger. Look at verse 21, so when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men, what's those next two words? They glorified God. If you and I are going to use our voices, we cannot use our voices to glorify ourselves. We must use our voices to glorify God. Yes, yes, you, you've got to tell your story. Every one of you in here has got a story to tell. Listen, girls, you've got to tell your story. You've got a story to tell. You've got a story to tell. You've got stories to tell. God's been good to us. Don't let the enemy silence your voice. God's saving souls, and God's healing, and God's doing miracles. And and the enemy can't deny that, but if he can just stop the voices, what did the verse say? It will spread no further. That's as far as it'll go. Use your voice.